Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 99, my favorite number, by the way, 99 of the Eavesdrop podcast, award-winning Eavesdrop podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Curology, Liquid IV, and Green Chef, and we'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the episode. Today, I have good friends of mine from the Minnesota Rocker, the protectors of the Ashley Midnight and also uh, the North, uh, Mr. Brett Diamond, Brian Cargo, my boy Brian Cargo. Brett, you and I need to hop on the phone more often. Brian and I are just, uh, we, we just, we put in too many hours. <laughs> anytime, anytime. We've, we've had uh, happy hours through Zoom. Yeah. I've never done that before. We had a good time with that. We the did. happy hours. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. had your, your rum and, and Cokes. Rum and Coke. Yeah. Always and forever. Couple shots of tequila here and there. It's in, in between, <laughs> only when Fuiz is around. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we, I, I wanted to interview Brett a couple of uh, events ago, but you had, you come down with something. It was it was it was not COVID, but it was basically a bad case of like the daycare bug. Like uh. I got the kids in daycare, came down for the first major, and you know what I said at the time is, I don't want to be patient zero of something else. It wasn't COVID because I took the test, but patient zero of something at the first CDL LAN in yeah. uh, in two years. The, so, the home opener. Yeah, so it out. Was, it wasn't the home opener. It was the league opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time we were down that in was, Dallas, man, yeah. dude. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about, uh, I was thinking in my head, the, the inaugural event of the, of oh, the CDL, yeah, yeah. which was where I was patient zero or yes. something along those lines because I had just gotten back from, and I tell the story all the time, so I'll, I'll paraphrase. I just got back from uh, Las Vegas, which is where COVID dropped, right? We call it drops now, like shoe drops, like sneaker drops. Like that's what's it's a new thing. It's like, where, where did the new variant drop? When did that drop, Matt? Was there a line outside of Supreme trying to get that, that variant? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's start with a little bit of introductions. Why don't you go ahead and start, Brett? Where, where are you from? Like, what, where do you come from? Yeah. Uh, so prior to uh, having the opportunity to join Minnesota Rocker and uh, Version 1, which is now our parent company, um, I was with the Minnesota Vikings for three years, worked in their partnerships team, handled a lot of special projects with the organization. Um, among them was uh, the Vikings foray into eSports, which at the time was was really only around EA Madden, right? Which is, you know, we all know is, you know, down here compared to the things we're into now. Um, but it was a good toe dip in the water of eSports for myself, for um, other people associated with the organization. Um, and then when um, when Brian and uh, the Will family got serious about investing in a in a franchise and and we're kind of nearing the finish line um, to secure the franchise rights for Minnesota, um, got a call from Brian and John Wolf and they uh, asked me to to come do this. It's uh, been a been an amazing ride ever since. How is it so far? Because you were talking about right before we turned on the cameras that. <laughs> This is the first time where a, lo a loss somewhere else affects the win somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been dealing with that for the long, you know, since yeah. I started. So I, I get it. Yeah. So like we were talking about in traditional sports, you know, we're used to the, you know, the highs are sky high and, you know, you win and you're feeling great and you lose and you're, you know, you're down here and you got to shake it off. Um, what we've had to adjust to uh, with esports is the is multiple teams playing on the same day, right? Mm -hmm. So last night, Rocker beats FaZe in round one of the major. Like, awesome win. We're super pumped. We're going to dinner with our guys, and at the same time, we're you know we're at dinner and we're watching our Valorant team play. Yeah. Um, and we had a, we went O two yesterday, got knocked out of qualifiers for uh, for Berlin, the next international. Uh, international Valorant LAN, and you know that was pretty. That's like a pretty crushing, uh, pretty crushing loss. So it's just like the strange feeling of like going to sleep, like you're like sky high here, and you're down low here, and you just gotta, you know. The exciting part is, hey, we got we got more matches today for Rocker, and yeah. and let's go. Well, I'll tell you what, it won't get any easier. Just watch until they start piling up, uh, you know, Valorant on the same weekend as Call of Duty or Valorant on the oh, same yeah. weekend as another esport, and then you have to pick which one you're going to go to, which luckily for me only happened like once, and one of those events was like in, I believe, Europe somewhere. So I'm like, I'm just staying home, boys. So, you know, it's, it's have fun out there. So we ended up staying. Brian, give us your rundown. Thank you, Hector. Um, so my background is I spent uh, 10 years in finance in New York. 
uh, and, you know, learned a lot, was a great experience, uh, but I wanted something what more What sort exciting. of finance, like uh, stock markets and all that stuff? Uh, pri I, I was a private equity consultant. Ooh, uh, PE. PE. PC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, literally about five years ago, uh, John Wilf and, and his family approached me and said, hey, we want to start Wise Ventures, which is Wilf Innovative Sports and Entertainment. Wilf, so the, the, the Wilf family, who are they? So the Wilf family own the Minnesota Vikings, originally uh, real estate developers. Uh, they now own uh, the Orlando soccer franchises, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they own uh, Version 1 and, and Minnesota Rocker. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they approached me to start Wise Ventures. Uh, so we started Wise Ventures about five years ago. Um, it's a venture fund. We have about 20 investments in the portfolio. Uh, and we wanted to get into esports about three or four years ago. And I'd been talking to Brett about esports, you know, while he was still at the Vikings uh, for quite a bit. Uh, and I actually remember we were at, at what was it? we were in Boston at the Sloan conference and it was probably months before we put the bid in for, for rocker. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I told Brett, I'm like, I think this is going to be big. I think we're going to do this. And, uh, you know, it'd be a few months later, I'd be calling him up and, and he'd be joining the team and we'd start version one. Obviously we didn't know it was going to be rocker or version mm -hmm. one at the time, but that's, that's how it all got uh, started. Cool, and where, where did the decision to step outside of just Call of Duty come from in, in, in version one? Um, I would say it was from the very beginning, we knew that we had to be in a diversity yeah. of, of, of sports. It couldn't just be Call of Duty. So, you know, we love Rocket League. It's, you know, a very viewable uh, sport. Uh, and we love Valorant. I mean, Valorant's really taking off. Um, unfortunate our loss uh, losses yesterday but you know we have the highs of beating atlanta yesterday and we have the lows of you know unfortunately getting knocked out in valorant so mm. and it, you know when when we started in july of 2019 we announced that minnesota was getting one of the one of the cdl franchises you know at the time like brian said like we always planned to expand we want to really focus on getting Minnesota Rocker right and getting our entry into Call of Duty. We didn't want to grow too fast or kind of outpace ourselves, right? We had a stat at the time, it was literally just Brian and I. About a month later, we brought on Ashley, mm -hmm. um, who was just an amazing, like even from the first conversation was, um, we could tell we were, we were gonna have an opportunity to build something amazing together. Um, you know, we figured we'd spend the first year focused on Rocker and Call of Duty. Um, around that one year mark obviously we're now in a global pandemic you know in in the summer of 2020 and so we never expected to be making expansion decisions um, in that environment obviously nobody did everybody had to kind of figure it out um, but at the same time we knew that we wanted to grow rocket league like brian said was the natural next step like great you know great complement to call of duty from an audience perspective and uh, you know that's that's an esport that we just think like the sky's the limit with, mm -hmm. right like it's it's so easy to watch it's so fun to play um and we had a good opportunity to, to pick up a roster and then six months later um you know we were fortunate to to have an opportunity to get into valorant as well yeah that's awesome uh so what what's your position over at the rocker now uh coo chief operating, operating officer. officer and what is your position over there uh, so I'm principal of Wise Ventures. So yes. Wise is the parent company of right. of version one. Right. So this is the, the the reason I asked that very specific question right there is because I want to give you props because you have no reason to be here except for the fact that you love your team. You're so passionate about it that you say, you know what? My job as a principal over here, this business, cool. I can do that from anywhere, right? As long as there's a laptop and a phone. But here I am supporting my team in person. So I, I want to give you props for that. You, you don't have to give me props for that. I, w I love being here. Yeah. Like, I want to be here. I wanted to see you. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to see Brett and our, and our whole team. I love being here. Yeah. It's, it's like... What I'm saying I, is that there's there's obviously, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not common for somebody in your position to be out here, you know, waking up super early. Well, not early for us, right? But, you know, early enough I'm on to, the East Coast, so yeah, this is, so, like, late. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> uh, I hear your stomach grumbling. What are we having after this? 
Um, so obviously, in, in your approach and the, your expansion to other esports, um, is, is it is it a, a holistic approach where the culture will remain the same? Obviously, uh, it's colors, for example, is version one the same? You know, purple all all throughout. Yeah, so it, it's a slightly different purple from mm -hmm. Rocker Purple, but purple yeah, is definitely something yeah, yeah. we wanted to have as a part of it. Obviously, it ties back to the Vikings a little bit, but at the same time, we didn't want to be... We were very cognizant in the early days, right, of not um, leaning too too hard on either the Vikings or the traditional sports ties because we knew that wasn't, you know, wasn't going to be the right approach, mm -hmm. right? We needed to establish you know, our own identity as a team and... Um, yeah, we really focused early on on finding a really good balance in who we brought in, right? And Ashley, as the second, you know, second full-time employee besides myself, is a good example. Um, where we really tried to find a balance of people that came from different perspectives and different backgrounds. You know, we had Ashley, you know, from obviously you anybody watching this knows Ashley's background, but you mm -hmm. know, as true esports as it comes, I was coming from the traditional sports world. Um, our third full-time staffer was Annie Scott Riley, our head of marketing, um, came from outside of either esports or traditional sports, brought a different perspective, um, but she herself was a lifelong gamer, you know, play, you know, uh, big Destiny player. Um, so from the early days, we were really focused on, on finding that balance, right, of different perspectives. Um, and we, it's still something we think a lot about today as we continue to expand our staff and build it. But I realized you started asking about the color purple and I went down a rabbit hole no, talking that, that, about look, staff. Really, but. the purple was because I didn't want to have to replace my entire wardrobe of yeah, purple shirts and polos and, 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 and shoes yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, that's good. I, I, I like the, the homage to the, you know, to the traditional sport team. Um, early on when we did the first original uh, round or you know buyout of optic uh one of the one of the thoughts was that the overwatch league team known as the houston outlaws wasn't going to be green at first it was going mm -hmm. to be the texas rangers colors because those were the the main you know the the prime primary investors in the in the uh in the in the transaction and it looked really really good and i could have gotten behind there behind it if i didn't see an easier path of building a fan base in there using the green you know the, the green and the green wall color so but i did see them and i thought like it was actually a very very well done like uh you know color colorway um so yeah so i i completely understand that um what is the, the what is the one thing right, for you first uh, that that has the the biggest difference between traditional sports and what you've been doing and the culture within video games that you that you like noticed like right away yeah, I, I would say it's probably the really the truly direct interactions with the fans, you know, the, that one to one. Um, and that was something that was important to us from, you know, from day one was, you know, and this is this is very Gary V style, right? Like we talked we talked about the Wilfs as our ownership. Um, mm -hmm. We obviously have Gary V in the mix too. You're your good friend. Yep. Um, but really, you know that interaction it's so like it's so real and it's so true right and that's one of the things i'm really excited about tomorrow when we've got fans in the building is just having a chance to to like see rocker fans at an away event like gives me like gives me chills yeah. or like we had we had uh we had our first watch party post covid a couple of weeks ago and like a bar full of rocker fans just like chanting let's go rock it's yeah. just like oh like feels good yeah oh yeah it's an it's a it's an amazing feeling um, but that's something that really, you know, really stands out as a big difference from traditional sports. Like it, it, with a traditional sports team, yeah, I mean, they're all about building a fan base and a brand and all of those things. But very few of them think about like that true, like, okay, you know, Brian as a fan or, you know, like that level of interaction. Um, and especially for a team and a brand, an esports brand as new as ours, right? Like that has to be a part of our core of building a building a, a community and a fan base. And we have a saying: we're building it one fan at a time. That literally, like any interaction with a fan is is. Mm -hmm. um, have you learned anything from esports that you have suggested to the to the traditional sports team? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. The a couple months ago, um, when we were in Iceland for for the Valorant tournament, I was talking to some people there, and they asked me that question. And you know what I said, what I thought at the time we would start to see over over time in traditional sports is more of like watch party type content, right? Mm -hmm. Like that stuff that happens very naturally in esports. It's incredibly popular. You, you've started to see like Twitch and Amazon dabbling in a little bit with some NFL events, and I think there's more going around with going on with the Olympics now, but. Um, a couple of weeks ago, 
ESPN announced they're going to do a second broadcast of Monday Night Football with Eli or uh, yeah Eli and Peyton Manning, and that's I mean I think that's going to like crush it oh, for yeah. any football fan Absolutely. to be able to turn on and watch those guys just you know just talk about the game like those are the kinds of things that esports has been doing and gaming has been doing for years, and I think just now like traditional sports and big media are starting to to pay more attention to things. Mm. Cool. Now, a question for you, for the for parent company, man. Yes. Um, what? Why esports? You know, obviously, you, you know, development than traditional sports. That's that's that's, you know, if if you get to that certain level, owning a sports franchise, that's obviously like a like a passion thing. Um, where did the esports thing come from? Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I think it's a part of a diversification. Um, a, a, a wise man once told me that diversify, diversify, diversify. And if you look at the uh, the assets that, um, you know, the Will family currently have, they have, you know, NFL, MLS, and you need something that's up and coming and new. Uh, and, you know, I think it's just such an incredible uh, growth uh, in, in the industry. Um, it's engaging. It's with the right demographic of, of individuals. And we enjoy it. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, don't don't invest in something you don't enjoy. It's it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's been fun about it for me as like the traditional New York finance guy is that especially someone who invests in venture, uh, you know, I'm dealing with startups all the time and, and we're investing in, in companies that are trying to get themselves off the ground. And, you know, most people would say, well, you don't know what it's like being the founder of a business or starting a business from scratch and whatnot. And it's like, no, we, we, we've done that. Yeah. Like, like literally when we started, you know, rock, when it was just rocker, like I was clicking payroll, like yeah. I was doing all of those things. Yeah. And so literally starting something from scratch was honestly the most rewarding aspect of it. And so now when I'm look, looking at things from a venture perspective, uh, it's nice to be able to say, no, I've been in your, I've been in your shoes. I'm not totally, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, totally removed from that um, mentality and, and, and the struggles that you go through. Um, slightly different, but still. And same question to you about the, the uh, the difference between or what you've learned from esports that you've applied into into your other stuff that you have going on. Because you you mentioned you guys have an investment in tonal too. We do have an investment. I was in tonal. just using it this morning. Really? Yeah. You oh, you nice. have one, right? Yeah, I do. It's Every a great. Morning. It's a great product. Yeah. We're plugging tonal right now. Yeah. Shout out tonal. Ali, get one. Ali. Actually, if you can, there was like sold out for like six months. <laughs> We yeah. could get we, our delivery came in like six months after my wife made the purchase. You should have called me. I would have. I, I didn't you know. <laughs> like, what else? Do, do, uh, Jack's Pizza. Do you have any ownership we, in that? We do not have anything. I am in pizza. out of Jack's frozen pizza right now. That's my favorite pizza. <laughs> and I'm talking about my, my favorite pizza. I'm not talking about my favorite frozen pizza. No, no, no. Just overall holistically pizza. Yes, I'm from Chicago, but for some reason, I love eating the cheap shit that we used to eat as a kid. Wait, what's your what's your Chicago pizza of choice? Uh, Joe's Pizza in Wheeling, Illinois. It's it's the it's not deep dish. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, deep dish, but if you're in Buffalo Grove, uh Milwaukee area, Paul yeah, Milwaukee was Paul, I, I forgot I forget where, but in Wheeling, Illinois, shout out to Wheeling, Illinois, 60090. Ooh, ooh. Um, if you go to Dundee and Wolf or Don Wolf, as we know, there's a Joe's Pizzeria, tiny little hole in the wall part right next to a Jiffy Lube and right next to the Mexican store. I don't even know what the Mexican store is called, but we just call it the, the Mexican store. Uh, but man, that pizza is so fire. Yeah, yeah. If you guys call and order, say that Hector sent you that way. When I call them, hey, I'm Hector. They can give me like some free shit next time I'm in town. <laughs> I'm, I might be in there in the fall. I'm going to have to check. I'm going to check that yeah, out. Yeah, where, where uh, are you saying? Um, uh, not sure yet. Just trying to get, I've got a couple things i want to just try to get to chicago for. yeah okay well the, the wheeling is like 35 minutes outside of chicago so i don't know if they'll deliver that far is it in the direction of minnesota because if i'm driving no 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 yeah. no oh, we'll figure yeah, it out yeah anyway yes my, my dad's from wheaton illinois wheaton cool yeah and i have i have uh, cousins and uncles that very live familiar there. yeah uh they were they're big Lou Mal Malnati's. Lou Malnati's, yeah. yeah. My wife also is a big fan. I think don't get mad, baby. I think it's Lou Malnati's, but it also might be Garibaldi's, but it also might be like all the other good ones. Don't get me wrong. They got like Gino's East. Gino's East is really good. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there used to be a um, 
the the thing about traditional Chicago food is that they're such snobs. Like these foodies from Chicago are the worst snobs ever. You know, like my villains crew, like the, my, my my graffiti crew, they're all haters, man. They just hate everything, right? Like they hate food. They don't like anything that isn't like Chicago based. They don't. I, I love ketchup on my hot dog and no one's going to tell me not to put ketchup on my hot dog like all these rules that people make up are just like shut up like let them eat like who, you're not eating it shut up who cares you know like i remove onions from my hot dogs sue me you know it's like th that so uh, i will say this and i've said it again i'll continue to say it had i known that dallas didn't have mexican food real tacos real mexican tacos the way that Chicago does or the way that Austin does or the way that, you know, San Antonio does, that isn't like 90-minute drive away, like I would totally have moved somewhere else. I would have moved to Austin or I would have moved uh, to San Antonio or maybe even Houston, right? But I didn't know that Dallas sucked on the on the taco department, man. It's, it's bad. So if anyone has like a fire taco, not spot, but business that you guys want to move to Frisco, let me know because I need some fire near me. And right now we don't have that. How's the food? How's the food out there in uh, in Minnesota? Pretty good, you know. I mean, I've got little kids, so like I'm like doing the chain restaurants uh, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, that yeah. I, they need to get older for me to get like branch out and actually go to good places again. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I mean, you got to come up to Minnesota and have and have dinner. We got to go to Manny's for, for steak. Okay. Ste best steakhouse in in Minnesota. Manny's. Uh, Manny's. Okay. Literally, like. A bludgeon of beef i mean it's it's amazing uh it's a it, it's a good spot i i can't believe we didn't do dinner when you were there for uh cdl launch i, I weekend. was i was sick for three days that's right so we, yeah because yeah. i had covid we landed um on a tuesday i believe yeah no we landed on a, on a tuesday and then on wednesday it hit me on thursday is when it no no tuesday it hit me wednesday was the worst and on thursday when kobe bryant passed away was when it really hit me the worst. And then the following day, I was just like, I, I, I stayed in. The Friday, I stayed in. I had to go do the pre-show or one of the shows with Gary. Yep. So I was already, by, by then, I, was, I had already been like through it. So like I, I took a shower. I mustered up the courage to get out there, got out there and started shaking hands with fans, hugging everybody, sneezing on everybody, coughing oh, on God. everyone. You know, and that, that to <laughs> me was like, if, if there was... It, that's the one thing right like if, if you if you guys attended the the dope by the way awesome venue congratulations we ha haven't had a chance to tell you guys in person uh it was a really really good event good experience but i don't know how many people got sick from there because if i got sick and i was right next to gary you know gary's a kisser as you know right <laughs> so if, if if he if he didn't get sick and he obviously shook way more hands than i did you know what i'm saying so if if i was sick I gave it to him, and then he gave it to everybody. Guys, just know it was Gary, not me. I gave it to him. What happened after that? Chain of custody. Okay, the chain of custody of, of, of COVID. I don't know. How's it been working with uh, with my man, Gary? Gary's the best. I mean, uh, that was, like, an amazing week. We then went down afterward uh, to Miami for Super Bowl week. So if we didn't get COVID from you, like, I don't know how we didn't get it in Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I, I mean... I've known Gary uh, close to like 20 years now. Wow. Um, and and Gary's just, I mean, he's the life of the party. I mean, just, you know, it's its such a pleasure working with him. Uh, and, you know, his energy is just, it fills the room, right? Like, you know, he really, um, you know, cares about people on a personal level. And uh, he, he just is such a you know, energy that's just, you know, com completely takes over uh, a conversation in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, how do, how do you guys originally know each other? So get, I was watching, I, I watch podcasts, right? I, I wanted to get into podcasting right away. So I, I was just looking at business podcasts, just podcasts in general. I'd, I'd come across his content like a bunch of times, but the one time that, that he really stuck to me was when he appeared in Casey Neistat's vlogs way back when. And something about the way that he talked that I sort of like, like, I'm like, man, that dude, like, no, not only knows what's up, because everything that he was saying, I've been thinking as like, and, and things to apply to esports. And then the way that he was talking, just like, didn't give a shit about either swearing or just like being forward. And that's very much my vibe. 
and you know those two combinations are like you know this dude's that right and then when when i saw that he was talking about twitch and all this stuff i don't know how i even reached out but i i like i may have reposted some of his stuff and then he hit me up and one time he was going to chicago and i'm like yo i'm in chicago and then he's like come meet me so i got in i got in the car and i went all the way down to chicago from the suburbs and uh, i waited for him um and, and we just we just the 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 second that, that we just sat down it was like all go from there like i got mic'd up uh immediately and we just like sort of started talking just started talking and then people will come up and, and start saying hello to him and like i'm like i'm like man this this dude has really transcended this level of of uh of, there's internet popularity which what, what the level that i consider myself in and then there's like fame right and i think that he he had art you know he was already there and when i started doing research on the stuff that he had done in the past like being so ahead of the time way back when like wine library for example right like that that sort of like forward thinking is like that's like the number that's like uh uh a gravitational pull for me like i want to talk to those people that can predict the future because i consider myself a, a future teller myself so when i see people that have been there longer and thought about things differently that way i was just like all right and we sort of hit it off and we kept in contact we stayed in touch and it was just a a, a thing when he said that he was going to invest in call of duty i was like whoa time out why them why don't you come to me first and then he's like he's like oh, i've known you know the wills for a very 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 long time and i was like all right come and give you a pass but because at first i was like whoa whoa like we're boys and shit like what and then he gets he goes and does a press conference like fuck chicago i was like oh hell yeah Fucking, I'm like, okay gary okay we're gonna, we're, we're, gonna do, we're gonna do it like that cool and uh and then i don't know we, we have very similar personalities we're we're all go every single waking moment uh, although I've calmed down a little bit more just in the afternoons, uh, <laughs> after like, after like five o'clock, I've given myself that, that break, right? Like, you know, I mean, I say that in last night I was on the phone from seven thirty to like nine on two different meetings, but then, you know, I, like, I don't mind it. You know, it's yeah. Conversations is like the easiest thing when you come like from you guys, right? Like when you come from traditional, uh, nine to five corporate America, you see that this is not work you know what i'm saying this is fun and you get to apply the shit that you know whether spreadsheets or whatever from the past like it doesn't even feel like work right and 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 this atmosphere because of the fans or like this is your job right now right we're doing a job right now how cool is that right uh obviously you, you said that you were uh actually we're, we're gonna get back i'm gonna ask you about your previous job at at, at the uh at the vikings but first we're gonna say hello to the sponsors really quickly our first sponsor for the first time ever, Green Chef, and I just had a couple of their meals actually, literally yesterday, and they were good. I can see myself eating that as my lunch. Uh, Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow recipes to perfect keto, okay? Ketosis. You guys can probably tell by my physique that I practice. Um, uh, you know, keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes that go way beyond ordinary for a diverse array of meal plans. Uh, and plenty of options for you to choose from each week, right? You make leading a healthier lifestyle easier than ever with satisfying home-cooked dinners, right? With options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around right uh as i said i had the veggies with steak uh recently twice right back to back uh because that's um, you know that's that's what tasted really really good so i said you know what let's not get fancy let's not let's just have two of the same things back to back right um i actually prepared that by myself i was uh gonna see if olivia wanted to cook with me but i figured i'd just get to it like super quickly and super easy and that's what i ended up doing right uh if you go to greenchef.com slash h3cz100 and use code h3cz100 to get 100 dollars off your your first order including free shipping Okay, so go to greenchef.com slash h3cc100 and use code h3cc100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. All right, like who doesn't like free shipping and free food? Uh, in the last month or so, I've dropped 10 pounds. I don't like to talk about it because real G's move in silence like champagne, right? So uh, I've been watching what I eat, and this is just going to make it that much easier for me to continue to improve the incredible physique that's already there into a much more, you know, flavorful physique. 
You know, look, I do it for Jude. All right, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't do it for you guys. You guys, you guys like love me no matter what. Jude too, I guess. But you know what I'm saying. Um, the next sponsor of the podcast this week is Liquid IV, and I got to tell you. I have used this in the past, okay? So there's my disclaimer. I've used it in the past. Hangovers, by the time that you get to be 41 years old, well, 39, 40, at the time that I was drinking that regularly, uh, become that much harder just because your body doesn't, you know, age well. No one does. But... Again, if I do have those, like, for example, hot summer months, as we do here in Texas, and we're out there drinking, we're out there having fun and doing all that, hydration is something that you cannot, you cannot take good enough care about. So the hot summer months are here, and we need to be proactive to keep our body fueled up and hydrated. Making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day basis and fuels us to be at our highest potential, right? One stick of liquid IV in a 16-ounce uh, bottle of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. Not only that, but the product tastes great with flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and lemon lime. Strawberry is the one for me. I don't know what it is about it, but in the morning after like the headaches pounding and your body's aching, you take one sip of that, you go back to sleep for maybe 15 minutes and you're back and at it again. Um, uh, l- lately, I've been using it after my workout, in between, so in between my workout and my shower, just because that's like the the place where I feel like I can pound a glass of water with the liquid IV as quickly as possible. And guess what? By the time that I get a shower, not only am I steaming and clean, I am also hydrated and ready to hit the ground running. This morning, for example, I was running late, and guess who made me run even later? Josefo, because he wanted a trip over here, and I was almost late from a podcast. Either way, it ended up being good. All right, listen here, okay? Liquid IV hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. We said that, right? But here's why. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple made with cleaning made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Right, the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers waters and nutrients to the bloodstream quicker. That's what makes it so effective. Right, it's a perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. The company, check this out. This is important. The company is donating four million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and the active military. Shout out to them. Thank you so much for supporting the troops. Uh, Liquid IV has donated over a million, uh, over 11 million serving globally already. And right now you can grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get $25 off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code H3CZ at checkout. That is liquidiv.com uh, and using code HEX, H3CZ, at checkout, 24, 25% off anything you order. You don't just have to order one uh, box. You can order a bunch of boxes so you can be good for the rest of the year. And right now, listen, Get it out of the way. Don't order one pack. Just get it all out of the way. Just calculate how many bottles of water you're going to drink from here until the end of the year and just get that. It's the best way to do it. So, again, that is 25% off of anything you order when you get better hydration today by using promotional code H3CC at checkout at liquidiv.com. Remember, 25% off H3CC. And last but not least, Curology being the last sponsor of today's podcast. They've come around uh, many a time, so appreciate their return. Uh, let me let me paraphrase, okay? Let me tell you exactly what is going on. Curology makes skin care effortless. Look at this skin. You can tell 41, you cannot. Uh, they create custom skincare formula for your skin goals. Plus, they've got cleanser, moisturizer that are easy on your skin and super easy to use. Everything ships right through your door and for the first 30 days are free. You just cover five bucks for shipping and handling. Sign up for Curology in minutes by sharing your skin type and skin goals. Uh, and licensed dermatologist provider can create a custom formula made for you like one personalized formula that's all for you. Whether you're struggling with acne, dark spots or just want something simple and straightforward they've also got some amazing products that you can do uh and add to your subscription and acne an acne body wash emergency spot patches so you can do it up or keep it simple right for me it's every single night before i go to bed a cold 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 water face wash and then i apply my moisturizer and then I go to sleep, okay? Those are my secrets. I've been doing that for a long time, though. So, you know, take it from me. It's better when you start 
today. Don't wait until you're 35. Don't wait until you're 36. Don't wait until you're 41 like me, okay? Do what I did. Start at the ripe age of 29 or younger. Your skin's not going to look like that forever, okay? The one thing that I wish I would have done is, you know, start, start exercising a lot sooner. But I love food. I can't, you know, I love food. But my skin flawless you're welcome uh go to curology.com slash h3cz for a free 30-day trial just pay for shipping and handling that is c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y dot com slash h3cz to unlock your first 30-day trials absolutely free uh minus shipping and then you see curology.com for all the details i'm gonna give it to you one more time for the people in the back that missed out on the first time that's c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y dot com h3cc for a first free 30-day trial just pay for shipping and handling back to my man Brett and my man Brian. And we are back again. Huge shout out to the sponsors. Thank you for backing the podcast the way you do. And thank you for all you guys who watch it and click the links down below. You guys don't realize how much you even clicking on the link helps them coming back and supporting the show that they do. Uh, how else am I going to pay for Maddie back there and Josefo and Roger? I want to say this, though. Take a quick moment to give my three-man army of uh of content uh producers that have been awarded or have been nominated on three three things matt three or four is it four does my content creator work or is that mine no that's mine so obviously three things the eavesdrop podcast got nominated again for content series of the year the process uh is right now nominated for uh content series of the year i say don't vote for eavesdrop vote for that one the eavesdrop already won last year uh, the process is the one that I think uh, should win. But more than anything, Josefo, Matt, and Roger, who's sleeping right now probably, uh, congratulations. Uh, Well-deserved. Three-man three army, baby. Let's, let's get it. Um, let's start with, uh, with, your, with your old job. How, how did you get into, like, how did you land? Uh, like, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Yeah, so I'm originally from Minnesota, um, but I went to college on the East Coast and then uh, got a job with the NFL um, out of college. I was fortunate I had a few internships um paid with, uh yes not paid a lot but paid a, you know paid a little bit a little bit of a stipend um with uh the baltimore ravens and then got an internship with the nfl uh league office mm -hmm. um did you run into johanna in, yeah, back yeah, in those days? yeah johanna and i actually worked uh worked closely together for a number of years shout uh, out johanna ferris absolutely absolutely um, I've got some funny stories of just like th over the course of the past couple of years, every once in a while I heard, I would just pause it. We'd be in, you know, some, a pretty serious conversation and say, can you, can you imagine if like you went back in time and told like our 2012 yeah. selves that we'd be having the conversation we just had. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I was fortunate to get an internship out of college, um, in the, with the NFL at the league level based out of their New York office. Um, it was in the department that does player contract um, uh, administration and salary cap administration and like CB CBA negotiates and all that. So, so I was just an intern. So I'm, you know, data entry and just, you know, helping, you know, helping where I can help. But it's actually interesting because at the time that was a career path I was interested in, in traditional sports. And then I took a different path, which we'll talk about in a second and, you know, didn't think I was ever going to touch those things again. And then for fast forward 15 years and now suddenly we're doing player contracts and working, you know, I'm kind of drawing on those experiences as an intern from 15 years prior um, as we think about, you know, some of the legal and, and administrative things that go into, you know, putting any sort of a team together from a contractual standpoint. But anyway, that's the boring part of it. So um, uh, after my internships, I was fortunate to get an opportunity in the NFL events department and spent 11 years there working on basically all the big events the NFL does, the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, international games, uh, draft, um, and started very much on on operations and logistical roles and sides of events, and then gradually started to get more involved in the business and marketing side of the NFL's big events, mm -hmm. um, which eventually led me uh, to the Vikings um, after 11 years. Mm. Do you miss it? Um, there's no part of me that like looks back. Like, I'm very much like a forward-looking person. Like mm -hmm. any time, like come Super Bowl time, there's a part of me that like misses that rush. Like that was the those were some of the craziest things I've been involved in. I mean, that's, you know, six weeks of 18, 19 hour days and like just something as big as the Super Bowl. There's so many moving pieces. The the intensity on every single thing with an event like that is is enormous. Anybody that touches it, any of the any of the sponsors, broadcasters, teams, um, celebrity, it's like the most important part of the year for so many people in the sporting industry mm -hmm. 
that I just learned a tremendous amount of, about the business from working on those events and even just being in proximity to things that I wasn't directly involved in, being able to sit in, for example, on like the broadcast network production meetings for something like the Super Bowl. Like I'm a fly on the wall and, you know, I get maybe one question in a two hour meeting. Um, but hearing how, you know, some of those great broadcasting minds think about broadcasting the most viewed event every year. Just I'm just like a sponge in the back of yeah. the room soaking that stuff up. Have you applied any of that, you know, th those experiences to, to what you do now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's the kind of thing where um, what excites me about anything is is the learning. Right. And that's one of the things that was that was most exciting about taking on this opportunity was just having a chance to learn an entirely new, entirely new world. Right. Um, and so, you know, we think about a lot of it comes to you know a little bit of the storytelling that um, like the level of detail that goes into something like the Super Bowl, where there's a storyline around the Super Bowl halftime show. There's a storyline around the broadcast itself and the, the amount of intricate planning that goes into like every camera shot of something like the Super Bowl, like players leaving the locker room is meticulously planned and rehearsed. Mm -hmm. But then there's these unknown elements to it that nobody can control, right? Of, you know, like. Tom Brady doesn't leave the locker room when he's supposed to. And like, you know, you've got somebody in your ear freaking out. It's just, so you just got to roll with the punches and adapt. Yeah. And I think that was probably my biggest takeaway from working on something like the Super Bowl for 11 years is, you know, you spend literally years putting a plan together for an event that's a week long and the game itself is one game day. And then as soon as you get into the thick of it, the plan goes to shit mm. and you just need to be able to roll with the punches and adapt. And, you know, it's sort of in some ways it feels like that's kind of what every day is uh, in what we've been doing for the last two years, like especially once COVID hits. It's just like you're constantly rolling the punches, constantly adapting, adapting like Brian could get a call tomorrow about like the next team opportunity that's going to make sense for us. And like we might not be planning at all for that today, but if it's the right opportunity and, and it fits with what we're trying, where we're trying to grow the organization, we might jump, you know, we might jump into it and like on a dime. Like you plan, you plan, you plan, but you got to be ready to shift your plan. Yeah. When the situation changes. Cool. Um, family, you said uh, kids. How many? Yeah, uh, three kids. Three, uh, three girls. How old? Oh, girls, girl, yeah. dad here too. Yep. Best yep. thing ever. Changed, changed me to my core. Yeah. Changed the way that I approach everything. Changed the way that I act yeah. more than anything in front of her, obviously, but like even on camera, like I, I just it just changed me, which is like the best the best thing that could have happened to me. Oh yeah, they're incredible. Uh, I've got uh, six, four, and uh, and just turned three. Oh, so, awesome! Yeah, and just got out of the terrible twos. Yeah, but I, we found three to actually be the worst. Yeah, so year. you're getting into that. Uh, one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, but do they do they play video games? <laughs> um, a bit. Yeah, I tried to get them into Rocket League. Um, mm -hmm. They're more into just kind of whatever kind of games they find on the on like our phones they've got kind of some learning games that they play but it's interesting they love watching games on youtube like they're you know they're really Roblox. Into, yeah but even like they're really into my little pony and my six-year-old yeah. found a my little pony game yeah on youtube and yep. was just watching it. and like it's moments like that that not that i mean obviously we're here we believe in the future of gaming and esports but it's moments like that where my six-year-old just found on her own yeah a, uh, a playthrough of a My Little Pony game, and she spent, you know, she would have watched it for three hours if I didn't, you know, turn it off after, yeah. you know, after a little while. And so those kinds of things. It's just like the, you know, like kids my daughter's age are going to grow up in a world where, like, they really won't, from an entertainment standpoint, they won't know the difference between traditional sports no. and esports or what they're, it's just going to be what they want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, and, and, and to me, and I'm very familiar with my little pony, uh, Celestia, who else, uh, Twilight's Twilight Stoodle, <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle, uh, I don't know. Twilight sparkles. Yeah. Twilight sparkles. <laughs> what's it again? It's Twilight sparkle, right? My, I know nothing about any yeah, of these. No things. kids yet, Brian. No, no. Uh, well, I, I like to say the names wrong intentionally. So, so my, my kids correct me. Yeah. So I, I know them well. One of, the, one of the things that I used to do with my brother, who's 10 years younger than me, is that he, I'd be, uh, we lived in a condo growing up, and the living room was like right next to, it, everything was so close. But my brother would be watching uh, Pokemon, 
and I'd be getting dressed like in in the hallway, like in, in my closet, and then I would hear something, and I would walk in, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, is Pikachu about to do some electrical shit?" He'd be like, "Yeah, he's about to do this." I'm like, "Shut up, no one cares," <laughs> you know, just straight bully stuff. Uh, but then I'd be, like, "I'm just kidding," but it was uh, it was fun. Uh, what about you? Like before this, you say you were in finance, New York. How? Tell me a little bit about. I love that stuff. See, this is not fair. So he went first because he has like the sexy working on the Super Bowl, yeah. the draft. I was preparing like quality of earnings analysis for you know some crazy you know. If it makes you feel better, I'll talk for five minutes about like making sure that like the bus showed up on time at 5 a.m. Uh, so the big shots can get out. Like, I'll talk yeah. about that for, for 15 minutes. If yeah. you'd, you'd be surprised how many people that watch this show are more into the boring stuff than the thing that they get to see because the, the things that they get to experience and see and, and the fun part, like, they get it, they see it, uh, amazing. But more than often, everybody that watches this is curious, right? Like, curiosity about the inner workings of esports, the inner workings of a business just in general. Like, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. There's there, there needs a podcast. A podcast is needed. Don't call me. I'll be a guest, but don't. I'm not an expert, right? On on the inner workings of what it truly makes it, at this day and age, esport, right? When I, when I was doing it right before my my exit, like it was it was just like two plus two equals four, and that's it, right? There's there was no analysis, there was no predictions, there was no uh, projections like that in my brain did not exist. So when when you get into these conversations about like, well, what are the projections? What's in the pipeline? What sponsors are coming down? Who's interested? Like that sort of thing. I'm just like, bah. so continue, please. Oh, I mean, I, look, I mean, I... Where'd you go to school? Start there. So uh, I, I, I went to high school in New Jersey. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, Del Barton, in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. Um, ironically, I was not, like, it's a very athletic school, and I was not, I was like, the, the closest I got to being athletic was singing the national anthem at the football game. Ah. I was like the theater guy, like not even <laughs> close to that. You athletic. got the air for it. Right. And, and so it's so funny. Like I see like, you know, my, my, uh, you know, alumni now and they're like, you work in like kind of professional sports. They're like you, like yeah, you were yeah. like the, yeah. the theater, you were the lead in the musical. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I went there and Wait, then, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa! Time out, Matt. Matt, press pause. Oh no! 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 What? What? First of all, what musical? Uh, um, <laughs> the the Pirates of Penzance, which is a Gilbert and Sullivan musical. Okay. Uh, what, what? What? Tell me, like, what's what's what is that I, like? Can we can we go to college yeah, now? Yeah, let's go to college. Let's go to college because I don't want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> and, and I also went to a Catholic school. It was it was uh, co-ed, but okay. I did go to uh, Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to sixth grade, um, and then spent a year in public school and then came to the United States. But very familiar. It, Wait, it, did the nuns? No, we had no nuns. Priests, Pre uh, monks, monks. Did they beat you up? They did not beat me up. Man, Mexican nuns don't play. They don't play. I'm going to be honest. They don't play. Like, I don't feel bad talking about because they're, they're probably, they're, they're, you know, they're visiting God right now probably. Uh, but at the time, like, I got hit with those, the meter uh, rules. They used to pull my hair from here. Like, and look, I'm not saying I was a saint. Obviously, I was getting hit, right? Like, it's, you know, it, but it was, it was, it was very violent, the school that I went to. These little tiny nuns they just didn't give a shit. They would whip you with like whatever they had. I, I, I'm talking about it casually. And you guys are like, oh my God, that's like my, my, <laughs> my kid would never go to that school. You hear that, mom, dad? Can't believe you guys said. All right, so Catholic school, college. Then I uh, went to the University of Pennsylvania down in Philadelphia. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, graduated uh, in 2007 and moved to New York. And then the recession happened. And I saw, you know, a good chunk of my, you know, fellow graduates who were very smart people, smart, way smarter than I was, uh, just get laid off right and left. And I was just grateful to have a job. Uh, and so- um, and at the time, what was the job? So I was doing private equity consulting. Uh, what does that mean? So, um, so basically I'd be, so I worked at a company called KPMG and I would be, you know, or our firm was hired to do due diligence on uh, a business. So if they were, uh, you know, looking to acquire, you know, company, we would come in and, you know, do a full, you know, evaluation of the the earnings and the the performance of the business. And mm. so that's that's what I did for for ten years. Uh, and 
great experience, but this is more fun. Yeah, way more fun. <laughs> way more fun. Yeah, but uh, but but it you know it takes having that discipline and that focus because that's obviously a very in you know uh, intense and you know uh, I, I I would say very involved ex experience to then be able to have fun like this, right? It, you know, to be able to create the success and build a, a version one because you have that experience and that background to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously being partners with Gary and his his view on content, obviously being, you know, uh, Ashley Midnight being employee number two, um, your, your approach to content, you, know, you can tell that you guys are, are actually striving for that. And I'm not talking about shit about anybody else that isn't doing it sort of talking shit about them who was doing it but what, what's your what's your approach with content like how, how do you guys view that yeah it's really interesting when you when you mentioned gary because the first time we met with him in person it was september of 2019 um and we sat with him and the first thing he said was hey you don't have to do it my way just because i'm an investor in this team I have strongly held beliefs about content and I'll tell you everything I can and guide you where I can, but ultimately you, you carve your own path. Um, and I really respected that from somebody as accomplished at, particularly in that space as he is. Um, and so for us, we've been, it's always been about taking, you know, taking the things of, about the Gary V content model that makes sense for our organization and for what we're trying to do. Um, and there are a lot of things that I think really had a major impact on us from the early days, right? Like his, you know, his philosophy in a lot of ways boils down to like, just go do it. Don't wait until you have the perfect studio built out and all the staff and all the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that really inspired us to do some of the things that, that I think got us some, um, got us some traction in the early days when it was like literally just Ashley and I, and we would just turn on a crappy camera in a badly lit conference room and talk about, just talk to, However many fans Rocker, Rocker didn't even exist, however many fans COD MN mm -hmm, had mm -hmm. at the time about what we were doing in free agency. And, you know, we, we would say what we could, but, you know, we didn't mean like yeah. show the, you know, show the chart or anything. But, you know, we just tried to think about like what, like if I was a fan, what would I want to hear? What would I want to hear people talk about? And so, you know, we talked about, you know, talked about our general approach. We talked about some of like the rules around free agency and the transi transition from CWL to CDL um, that we kind of looked around and like nobody was talking about them. And there was like outside of like Reddit threads and we were like, hey, like let's just, let's just fire up the camera and talk about mm -hmm. this stuff. Um, and I think without Gary's influence, we might not have, you know, we might've been like, oh, maybe we should do this. But yeah, with Gary you would have waited, I think. Yeah, like Gary's like the, I don't know if it's the angel or the devil, but Gary, Gary's on the shoulder <laughs> being of like, both. Of both. Being like, just fucking do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, but it's, it's all, it, you know, it's, it's a balance, right? Like we've had, you know, like Gary's, Gary's style is, you know, is very much like go fast, like, you know, not necessarily focused on production quality, quality of the story and the storytelling yeah, yeah, is super that's important. important yeah. um, and we find that balance, right? Because we have people on our content team that, you know, want to see more higher quality stuff and we have to pick, you know, we, we're, we're trying to be very strategic about like where it makes sense to do yeah. like an awesome hype video. We, we also have a Roger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like where it makes <laughs> sense to do like an awesome hype video um, and where it makes sense for it to be like just the quick, you know, the quick video that shot on the phone mm -hmm. of, of the winning moment, uh, when we beat phase, which yeah. like I took and I kind of fucked it up. Yeah. Um, so I, I might not be, I might not be allowed to shoot content, uh, at, at how, trips how'd anymore. you mess it up? So, uh, so when we were, when we were going into the last rotation, um, after Standy won, won his one V one, uh, by basketball court, um, Joe Fries, who uh, you know I know has been on this podcast, he was he was uh, back by the dugout shooting the shooting the coaches. Um, he went to run up and make sure he got like a shot of the stage if we won. Um, so like you know this like when I'm on when I'm on when I'm at events like I like my joke is like I'm also a content intern right like I'm walking around with my phone Amen. I'm just trying Dude, to get as awesome. much shit as I can. Yeah, I've got a funny story about in our, our experience at Iceland that really sad. But anyway, so like I run up to the stage and like I'm standing next to Joe and he's got the mega nice camera, you know, and I've got my phone and I'm trying to make sure I got like the right moment, but I can't see any of the gameplay. So I don't know what's going on. So I'm like trying to do it in like 10, you know, 10 seconds, start, stop, start, stop. 
And like my start stop was right at, so like we got like a second of like attached standing up being like, yeah. And that was it. So like we still posted it, but yeah. like in the comments, it was like, man, you guys screwed up the video. And I think I still have to go and reply and be like, yeah, that was me. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in situations, just let it record and then edit it after. Just yeah. Don't stop and start. Just stay there. I, 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 I learned that lesson the hard yeah. way last night. Right. Uh, right. Raul. Yeah, Raul, like, shout out Raul, uh, one of our contact guys that's that's here on the trip. He's been silently judging me for that moment. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't said it, so I, I appreciate that. Hey, look, it, it, it's it's uh, you, you would think that it's something that just that should just come natural, but it's not. Like if if you're not a content creator, you don't know when, right? You don't know what, it, yeah. it, like what angle, what's gonna look good, yeah. and it's you know repetitiveness. So I, I give you yeah. props for that. I I see the the C in my CEO stands for camera guy sometimes. Yeah. You know, content executive yeah. officer. And in a lot of ways, it's just like I used to say uh, when people would ask me what my like day to day was. You know, we've evolved past that because we've hired a lot of amazing people. Um, but in the early days, it was kind. Of, my joke was my job is whoever we're gonna hire next. Um, because we were, you know, we were full speed from day one and we didn't want to let the fact that we hadn't hired a staff yet mm -hmm. be an excuse for anything. Right. And so even, you know, like I was running the Twitter account for the first month and yeah. like, dude, props, I, man. I, I mean, I'll, awesome. I'll say this, that was not a sustainable social media strategy. And like, fortunately we got Ashley on board, uh, very quick, you know, yeah. about a month in, um, but you know, we didn't want to wait a month, right? And we knew it was too important to start interacting with fans. And even, in, you know, like my schedule was basically from like 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. every night was like going through and like liking and replying to every single person mm -hmm. that had commented on our posts. Because our my thinking was anybody that cares enough about the fact that there's a Call of Duty franchise coming to Minnesota to tweet at us or comment on it, mm -hmm. like that person needs some sort of response. Yeah. Like it was, it was a lot of gifts and emojis, just because like yeah. I probably didn't have the lingo down at that yeah, point. Dude, uh, it's cool. It's it's better. It's better if you don't lingo, right? Yes. Like don't. Yes. It, it just sometimes sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and you don't want it to come off yeah. as 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 a as a tryhard. Like no, you know. Yeah. I I I, I, I even sometimes feel weird. Like no cap vibing. Uh, what else? What else is there? Uh, uh, no cap drip. Like still to this day, I don't get drip okay like, <laughs> uh, mind you your man here has been drippy since 1997 all right but what that means still don't know i still remember when I, you were obviously i, I think sure. i was uh, you were monitoring or running the twitter i was had access to it and it was and and you're like hey there's this uh woman named midnight who's this like big call of duty individual she's from minnesota she lives in Minnesota and she's a huge Vikings fan. And we were just huge Vikings, huge fan. Vikings fan. And we were <laughs> like, this is amazing. And obviously we didn't know her at the time and we got to know her and she is amazing. Not, I mean, she is absolutely amazing. hundred percent. Uh, and we were just like, like, how did we not know about this in advance? Yeah. I mean, it was like amazing. Um, and the, so you know, one of the funny things I remember so vividly, we were at the Atlanta Owl event, uh, July 4th. We had just announced the formation of the team um, and we're, we're sitting in the audience and we're like, oh, hey, Midnight commented on our thing. Like, oh, man, we got to, you know, we got to figure out who we talked to to get in touch with her. Uh, so it was, uh, was uh, those early, some of those stories from the that early days that whole so week, that whole week that you guys finally reached out. She's like, "All right, they said this. What, what, what should I say?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I mean, you got it. Just tell them who you Wait, are." She what? was talking to you at the same time. No, no, oh. she was asking for my oh, advice because by okay. that time she had already moved. Got it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, mid, just go, just go for it. Just like you, you are fit for it. Don't worry about what you're saying, how you're saying it. You know more about this than they will. Trust me. Just, just, just go in there and be yourself. And then she's like, okay, so uh, they asked me for this, this, and that. I'm like, all right, cool, that's that. And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, man, listen to me. You, you need to get in there, and you got to tell them what to do. Don't ask and don't waste, don't wait yeah. for somebody to say, hey, what should we do? Go in there and command the way that you know how to do. Yep. I'm like, you've been with me for 10 years. You know, the only survivor of uh, that, that's been 2010. You know how we do things. Just go in there and do the same thing. Don't ask. Don't wait for somebody. Just show initiative every single step of the way. And I mean, that is truly what we needed mm -hmm. and what we still need today, but yeah. especially at that point where we were. 
And there's some things, and I, I'm honest, I think we talked about this on the Rocker podcast, but this might be the first time we've said this publicly. When we were looking at, when we were going to that first, uh, that first CDL free agency, mm-hmm. you know, we were coming at it from sort of a traditional sports mentality, right? Of like, okay, we need to hire a GM, the GM picks the coach, the coach picks the players. And so like we were, you know, we were interviewing GM types and, and, and coaches and like, we were trying to be respectful of like, of, yeah. of, of guys on teams that were still playing. Cause yeah. we didn't, you know, we knew champs was going on and all that. And like, finally, Ashley kind of tapped us on the shoulder and said like, Hey, let me tell you about how it works. Mm-hmm. All right. Like if you hire the wrong coach or you yeah. know, GM type, you're going to have trouble getting the right players. Yeah. And, and we're like, okay, like, tell us more. Um, and, you know, at the same time, we were kind of recognizing that that turnaround from for, between the two leagues was just like, it was like, it was literally yeah. two weeks. Um, and as a result of, 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 what, of what Ashley sat down and coached us on, you know, we pivoted. And she, I think, as probably most people that watch us know, like she ran our free agency that first mm-hmm. year. And after we, you know, our first... There were a lot of players that didn't want to come to Minnesota that first year. Yeah. Um, but after we signed our first trio, uh, Silly Assault and Got Our X were the first three that we got under contract. You know, then we brought on uh, Saint and Jake mm-hmm. Trobaugh, um, and now you know they they've both been amazing. Saint's an awesome coach. Jake is is still helping coach the Rocker team, but is also grown into be essentially our GM and picks the players across, works our, with our coaches to identify talent across all our rosters. Yeah. Um, so we've been very fortunate to hire some incredible people, um, in all facets, but I mean, back to your point, like we really needed that coaching from Ashley to say like, Hey guys, this is, this is how call of duty works. You're new here. Listen, listen up. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad she found a good family for sure. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's easier for me. Like when flame sword left, I'm like, all right, he's, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a grown dude. He's going to find his way. He's going to find when Ashley left. I'm like, all right anything you need hit me up like I'm, i knew that she was gonna hit the ground running just because she's smart and she knows oh, like yeah. she's been the, the experience that she has one as a content creator and then you know obviously coming into her own for you know the manager and and the content manager like that sort of thing like that's it's just i knew that she was gonna do fine but i'm like anything you need let me know if anybody says anything fucking let me know i got your back we're good but i'm super happy that she found uh the family that she did more importantly for her like the, the happiness for her was the fact that it was a minnesota vikings you know arm it, in a way so um have you guys given her front row tickets the back because she met all her favorite players she she can come to whatever game she wants <laughs> yeah, to good 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 <laughs> um uh any any closing comments that you guys have uh i i can sit here and ask you guys questions for forever but anything that, that you guys want to say well thankfully we're not playing you today mm-hmm. uh so i can say we want to win and we're gonna beat Dallas. That's yeah. what's gonna happen today. Good. Yeah, we beat Dallas. Because if that da- Dallas is uh, is up, whoever wins that plays us, right, or something like that. I don't even know. I, I'm literally just like going going one by one. We have to beat Ultra. That's that's all I'm thinking about. Beating Ultra. The the fake North. The fake North. Ultra. Yeah. The fake Ooh, North. Like Ultra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had our number the past couple matches though, so like I've I've toned down the yeah. North. Like they right now they've got they've got that title from us. We got a. Whether we match up with them at some point this tournament or next one, look, uh, I don't we know got, what happened. Beat but them before, before both the northern over. teams, both purple, <laughs> like I don't know what's going oh, on right yeah. there. I think you guys should have it out. Like whoever wins most, like next season, gets to change the other team's color. Maybe not pick it, but they get to keep the the purple. Oh yeah, well yeah, you, we were talking earlier about the purple, right? Like I remember so vividly where I was. I was in a Best Buy parking lot. Yeah. When uh, when Shad Smith from CDL called me to be like, hey, uh, just a heads up. There's actually going to be three purple teams. Oh, gorillas. And, <laughs> and gorillas. Like, yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, we thought we were the only purple team. That was, like, super important to us from day one. Yeah. And, you know, purple's a unique color unless a fourth of the league is purple. Yeah. But uh, we've, we've mostly gotten over that uh, two years later. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was good branding. I, I, I liked it. The, the, the number one thing that I looked at it was, was like branding, like what logos are coming out, right? So we had the yeah. Huntsman originally, uh, but, you know, obviously uh, Surge has a really, really good logo. And then Minnesota Mutineers has like a really dope colorway. Um, 
Atlanta face off to Chicago, obviously variations of the of the of the parent company, so that's that's good. Uh, but yours was was good. Vikings, obviously, like it's it was so it was, it was like perfect almost in, in my opinion. So kudos to you guys, whoever whoever came up with that. Uh, I, I'm still looking for the guy that came up with uh, with the Outlaws uh, logo because that to me is like the best logo in all of esports. I mean, you know, obviously it's just such a such a well thought out. Uh, logo so if any employee the employee out there like i know that you might get in trouble just just reach out to me man I got a job for you <laughs> always um I'll, I'll shout out uh dane coon the original designer of the minnesota rocker logo awesome um actually just left our organization to move to seattle but uh to, not to but, seattle uh, not to seattle not, surge. not to seattle surge but yeah. uh he will always uh have a special place in our hearts for i'm wearing the hat right yep. yeah you are yeah <laughs> Making sure. Put on tapping like a Nike logo or something. <laughs> it's like Burger King. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, all right. Shout out to your sponsors or anything? Uh, yeah, we just did a, a big deal with USAA that we're awesome. really excited Congrats. about. Uh, yeah. Just announced it a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they're on the jersey and on the in game jersey. Um, yeah, we've got a great new partnership with Laconia Brewery. Uh, our first, we got a beer collab, Final Circle Shandy. Mm -hmm. Pretty uh, pretty sweet. Um and a uh, great partnership with uh, X Rocker, Nature's Way. Those are all our main ones. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate the opportunity to shout them out. Oh, are you kidding me? Of course. I'm, I'm sponsored by my wife, Jen. Yeah. So shout out go. to Jen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please renew the contract next year. Ex <laughs> please extend so. it. Uh, he, he, my, my man needs as, as, as much uh, support as he can. <laughs> we got Scuff, too, of course. As, uh, as Scuff. Shout out to Scuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan, where are you? Where have you been? Anyway. That is going to do it for this episode number 99 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. Just so you guys know, 100 is not going to happen, but 101 is definitely going to happen. I'm going to save the 100 for the uh, for, for the special moment. So from 99, we're going to go to 101. It's not a mistake. That's, that's how I intended it to be, okay? Just because timing and all that stuff. Either way, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Uh, thank you so much to the sponsors for showing up. Uh, leave a comment in the description down below who you want to see next yeah, comment section down below, and we'll make it happen. We'll see you guys next time. Maddie, hit him with the music. <laughs>